Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey there, awesome. Welcome back to the C Word podcast. I say welcome back, I'm assuming you've listened before, but you may not have. And if that's the case, then just welcome. Either way, I am stoked and excited that you're here with me. Now, today, what are we on? We're on episode 23 of the C Word podcast. And I'm so looking forward to talking about this topic today. Because I think it's something that is a challenge for a lot of designers and creatives. And that is presenting your creative work. More importantly, presenting it with confidence. Because it's not something we're necessarily taught in any meaningful way. We just sort of pick it up along the way. And many senior creatives struggle with it too. It's not just junior creatives or people who aren't experienced in presenting. There are people across the board do struggle with it. Because presenting doesn't necessarily come naturally to a lot of people. And to add to that discomfort, you're also talking about your own work, which can feel a bit unnatural sometimes. You know, you've put all your self into it and now you've got to talk about it. It's like talking about your most intimate secret sometimes. It can feel like you're having to sell it or to explain it and finding the words to do that can be tricky sometimes in the moment. But before I jump into that, I do want to let you know about a masterclass that I've got coming up in a couple of weeks time. It's called Invisible to Valuable and it's all about becoming a binge-worthy designer. Uh, now, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be the um, Netflix equivalent of a designer? Well, for me, this means having the ability and the know-how to talk with confidence about what makes you a unique and valuable creative or designer, to set yourself apart and stand out as a designer or a creative. You know, it's a busy industry out there. So what sets you apart? To attract clients who value your work and don't question paying you well for it. I mean, that's so important, isn't it? Build solid foundations to create your highest value work. You know, we want to do that. I'm sure everybody would agree that you want to do your best creative work, work that you feel proud of. It's also about positioning yourself as a clever creative rather than a doing designer. And really what that means is you become trusted by your client. You become an authority, not just an implementer. And I don't mean just because the doing work is is equally as important. But I think you elevate yourself in the mind of your client as doing and being clever and being thoughtful and being strategic. So in a nutshell, it means attracting clients who value you and will pay you well. Happy days. That sounds like a perfect scenario to me. So I'll be doing the masterclasses live, which is always super fun. They'll probably be about 90 minutes because I really want to put as much into this as I can and make it really worthwhile. Sometimes I find an hour a bit of a rush, And there'll be plenty of learning, stuff you can take away and apply in your business straight away. 
because that's important, getting immediate actions and getting some quick wins. So I'm giving a few date and time options. There's a 10 a.m. I'm doing one at 2 p.m. This is all Brisbane time in Australia. And I'm doing one at seven in the evening as well. So there's options there depending on what your commitments are and what suits you. And they start on the 3rd of October. So don't mess about. Go and save your seat. It will be fun. And I promise you, you'll learn plenty too. So check out the link. You can find the details at beckhughes.com forward slash binge. And I'll put the link in the show notes too. So it's nice and easy to find. That's enough about the hat. Let's talk about presenting your creative work with confidence. So presenting my own creative or design work or strategy work is actually something I'm pretty good at, to be honest with you. At the risk of tooting my own horn, (laughs) I do think it's one of my strengths as a creative. But I'll tell you what, it hasn't always been like that. So starting out, I was definitely a bit awkward doing it. I found it nerve-wracking. It was uncomfortable for me. I remember distinctly not really enjoying the prospect of having to talk a client through my work. And I specifically remember once I was on the way to a client meeting with my creative director and he kind of dropped me in the deep end a bit. And he told me on the way to the meeting in the car that... I would be presenting the creative work. And, well, it was my work, so in many ways it was fair enough. But to be honest with you, I was taken off guard and I was pretty terrified at the prospect of doing it. But I did just get on with it and I stumbled through it. And really that was a moment where I decided I didn't want to feel like that, presenting my creative work. It was always going to be part of doing this job And it was something that I wanted to get better at, to be good at. And therefore, I took it upon myself to really work on that part of me and work on that part of my skill set. And along the way, I've recognized that it is so important to the success or failure of a design or a creative project. I think the presentation of your work and how you conduct yourself and how that goes is crucial. It's almost not necessarily more important, but it's certainly as important as the quality of the work itself. So as I worked on that skill for myself, I learned that there were some key skills and tricks that would help to make that a success. And they fall into three broad categories. So those things that I think make all the difference to presenting your creative work well, to presenting with confidence, are preparation, energy, and your rationale. I do love a nice little trifecta, by the way. So let's talk about each one of those in a bit more detail and what that actually entails and what I mean. So when it comes to preparation, there are a couple of things. The first big thing is probably to make time to practice because the more you familiarize yourself with the content the more you hear yourself talking about the work out loud in preparation for the meeting I think the more confident you will feel the the better prepared you will feel particularly if you're new to it or you really do 
lack some confidence when it comes to presenting your creative work, then making a bit of time to run through, to have a practice, I think makes a huge difference. You could run through it once, you can run through it three, four times if you like, but I think it will definitely build up your confidence in your grasp of the content and help you to find the words and the language that you want to use more quickly when you're in the moment. The second thing is know what key points you want to make. So I think it can become quite overwhelming when you feel like you've got lots of things to say, or I've got to remember to say this, and I've got to remember to point that thing out. And that can become very overwhelming. So if you just pull out for yourself some of the key points that you don't want to miss, then I think that will help to reduce the overwhelm and the clutter in your head. So even if you've got two or three things that you want to say about each piece of work or each concept, and in your preamble there are three or four points you want to get across, that really helps to make you feel better prepared, perhaps to feel a bit calmer and to feel more in control of what you want to say. And then the third thing about preparation is be ready with a recommendation. So I've been in meetings where I've run through all the work and we've talked through it in detail. And then at the very end, the clients ask me what I recommend and I'm stumped. I haven't got an answer. So being ready with what your recommendation is and why, and then giving that to the client with authority, with conviction, can be a really pivotal point in a creative presentation because it can help to influence them and make them feel confident in their decision making. So know what recommendation you want to make and don't necessarily wait to be asked. I think making a recommendation is an important part of a creative presentation. You should always at least give your top one or two and why you think they're the strongest. So that's preparation. Time to practice, narrow down your key points, don't overwhelm yourself with a thousand things that you feel you need to say and Be ready with the recommendation. Know beforehand what you're going to say. Okay, so the second key area is your energy. Now, I've spoken about this before because I think the energy that you bring really to any kind of client interaction can have such a huge impact. It can be so influential to the kind of relationship you build, the kind of perception you create of you, and the kinds of outcomes that you get. So I think bringing the energy, whether you're sending an email to a client with some updates, or you're having a phone call, or you're in a face-to-face presentation, bringing the right energy is a really powerful tool that you have in your toolbox. So the first thing when it comes to energy is back yourself. I think this is a really important one. And this is really about how you talk to yourself in the lead up to the meeting, in in the preparation for the meeting. I really have made a shift from feeling a bit trepidatious about going into a meeting. Oh, is it right? Is the client going to love it? Are they not going to love it? To really having a word with myself, essentially, and being really intentional with the energy that I bring, really believing in myself and the work that I've done and having that mindset of backing yourself when you go into a meeting will show in how you conduct yourself. And that's really a decision that you have to make. And that's a conversation that you have to have with yourself. Are you going to be timid? Are you going to let the client drive the meeting? Or are you going in as an authority? Do you believe in what you've done? The second thing when it comes to energy is 
the consultant mindset. And this links to the idea of backing yourself. But this is more in how you talk and conduct yourself with the client. So I've spoken about consultant mindset before. And for me, this is really separates two different kinds of designer. And it separates the kind of relationship and the kind of results they get for themselves and for their clients. So a consultant mindset is really how you see yourself and the expectations you place on yourself in how you will be in the relationship and in your interactions with your client. So on the one side, the doer mindset is that the client is responsible for the brief, you take the client information, you execute that, you deliver on what you've been asked to do, the client then gives you feedback, you act on that feedback, it sort of often looks like a, we'll keep going and we'll keep churning until the client's happy, and they're really driving the process. Whereas a consultant mindset takes a different view, which is to say that you have a level of responsibility, but also control in the creative process. My view is it's your work and therefore you should be happy with it as much as the client should. And that differs a lot from other people that I hear talking about this. There's often this idea that, well, the client's paying the bill, so what they say goes. And I don't agree with that. So the consultant mindset is really about having an attitude of authority, about bringing that to the client and playing a role in the co-creation of the brief, challenging the client's thinking, challenging some of the feedback if you don't necessarily agree with it, making it a robust conversation through to, like we talked about, being strong in making recommendations and in leading the client. Ultimately, what it means is you don't have to accept everything that the client says first off. You you are not at the beck and call or there to serve the client and just do what they want, because otherwise they might as well be designing it themselves. And they're not. They look to you to be the expert. So that's the role that you need to fill. So when it comes to bringing the energy, it's partly about backing yourself, but it's partly also about having the energy and the air of authority and confidence in your work. Because when you bring that confidence, the client will believe it as well. How can they believe in the work if you don't have a strong conviction and belief around it too? And then the other thing when it comes to energy is enthusiasm, bringing your A game when you're with the client. If you're all, oh, well, you know, yeah, it's a bit crappy here. The weather's a bit rubbish. I've not been feeling well. I've been a bit sick lately. Oh, I really struggled to crack this brief. It was a really tough one. I'm not sure if you're going to love it. If you don't love it, it doesn't matter. We'll just do some more work. What kind of energy is that? What the energy that you need to bring is I am so happy to be here. This work is amazing. I know that this is going to transform your business. This is so on the money. I think that you're going to love this. And I think this is going to change the way you think about your business. This is going to be an amazing process that we're going to go through together. Having that kind of positive energy, that belief, and projecting that back onto the client 
will, they will just mirror your behavior. Of course they will. So by being positive and being upbeat, really they can't help but be the same. And I think that creates a much more positive environment in which to talk about the work. If everyone's down and downbeat, then that will translate into how the conversation goes. So that's energy. Back yourself, bring that consultant mindset and bring the enthusiasm in that moment. And part of that is about the conversation you have with yourself before the meeting, before the email, before the phone call. You've got to talk yourself up. You've got to get yourself into the right frame of mind. Put a smile on your face and do a great job for the client. And then the third thing when it comes to confidently presenting your creative work is the rationale. So important, the thinking behind the work that you've done, the why, the reason that it even exists beyond, I chose this color because it's really on trend at the moment, or I chose this font because it's a really popular font in your industry. That's not a rationale. That's completely and utterly subjective. What I'm talking about is objectivity, bringing the thought process behind the work to the client so they can see the reason behind it, which then takes some of the subjectivity out of the presentation. It sort of diffuses some of that, I don't like it, oh, I'm not sure, I'll know it when I see it, or it's not quite right kind of conversations that are very difficult to manage because you get into a very black and white, this is why, well, why doesn't it meet that objective, that goal type conversations? So I've touched on it. The first thing when it comes to rationale is to articulate the because. So I did this because. And the because is around why it meets their objectives. They're broader objectives for doing this project. Not justifying your creative choices specifically, but talking about why they meet the overarching business objectives that were the reason this brief came about in the first place. So if it's about the client elevating their perception in the market, or if it's about them repositioning themselves, or if it's about them shifting and talking to a new audience, or it's about them launching a new product into a different market, whatever the overarching reason for this is, you need to talk about the because behind why your work delivers on that. This work is absolutely spot on for these reasons, because. The other thing is, and I often think this is missed in creative presentations, you kind of get there and immediately you dive straight into the creative work, right? Concept one, here it is, I'll talk you through it. Concept two, here it is, I'll talk you through it. Without going back to the brief. So it's a really great opportunity to reset and remind the client why you're doing this. So I think having an upfront piece in your presentation that just says, right, before we start, let's recap on what we're trying to achieve here, why we're doing what we're doing, really sets the tone for everything that's gonna come after. So again, it cuts through some of that subjectivity where the client might immediately go to personal preference, like and don't like, it reminds them of some of the strategic drivers behind the brief. So doing that is an often missed opportunity. And then also to include your rationale and your thought process. So there are some steps here that you're going to take the client through. You're going to talk them through 
the reasons, remind them about the key objectives of the brief. And then you're going to take them through your process. What were the steps you took? What were some of the thinking and the research that you did that got you to the creative outcomes that you're now going to take them through? So if you did mood boards, take them through the mood boards. If you did work on positioning, if you did a competitor analysis, if you did an audit of the current brand, take them through all of that work and explain how that's informed the new creative work that you're now going to share with them. Because again, it sets the scene. It helps to build that narrative and that story around the rationale, why you've done it, the because. And then the final thing when it comes to rationale is be clear on the outcome you want. Have in your own mind a clear intention for how you want this meeting to go and what you want the outcome of the meeting to be. Do you want the client to make a decision by the end of the meeting on which creative direction they're going to go in? Are you going to send them the work and give them a few days to think about it and then come back and talk again about their feedback? What is the outcome that you want for this meeting? And how do you want it to end? Are you going to set them up with a really clear direction of what you think the best outcome should be? So this is, again, about shifting the balance in terms of who's driving the meeting. This is not just about you presenting your work and then putting it in the hands of the client and then it's out of your control. That's not what this should be about. You, your job in the creative presentation is to guide the client as best you can so the outcome is almost inevitable. They're really clear on the rationale or the reasons why you've done the work in the way that you have. And they've got a clear picture in their own minds of what you think the best outcome would be and you've almost guided them towards that decision in everything that you've said throughout that creative presentation the way you've said it and the messages that you've delivered so that's my key things they're the things that I use that have strengthened my abilities to present my creative work, that have allowed me to get the kind of outcomes that I want to get and to guide the client better and to essentially feel more confident. And that is what this is about. This is about feeling confident going into that presentation, that situation that can feel a little bit awkward and a little bit unnatural sometimes. So give yourself time to prepare, put some thought into that bring the energy and be in the right mindset for the meeting and spend some time on the rationale. It's not about jumping straight into the creative work. Invest time beforehand, but also during the presentation to set the scene and explain your because and your reasoning to the client. So I hope that helps. I, as always, would love to know if you found this useful if there were some aha moments, things that you think you could use in your client presentations, or let me know. Maybe you're a gun presenter. Maybe you could tell me a thing or two about presenting creative work. (laughs) I'm always open to ideas. I'm always ready to improve. So let me know. And don't forget, invisible to valuable. Masterclass, coming in October, three different times and dates. Grab yourself a seat. And we can meet face to face. How cool would that be? Instead of just me chattering away here on the podcast, 
we can sit down and spend some time together and talk a bit more about your creative business. Have an amazing day. It's beautiful here in Brisbane. I'm really starting to feel like spring slash summer is on its way, which always feels great. So I hope you have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.